God, we just thank you for this morning. Thank you for allowing us to give and be a blessing. Man, Lord, you you are so good. Uh, thank you for allowing us to have fun um, and be a blessing. Lord, we gather, Lord God's family. Um, we grow in faith, but Lord, we show enough give and we give freely. Everything you've given to us is for us to steward it well and to be a blessing. Every gift that we have, every resource that we have, Lord, you are rich. You are rich, Lord God. You are abundant in everything. Every good and perfect gift comes from you. Lord, let us be an example in this city and to this world of what giving looks like because you first gave to us. Lord, we are going to destroy every false narrative of pimping preachers and stealing churches and, and arguing musicians and, and hateful members and, and division in the community. We're going to destroy all that foolishness, Lord God. To, today, Lord God, I ask that you would speak uh, in my ear and out of my mouth, Lord God, as I preach your word. Lord, let somebody be saved who's overseas. Let somebody get saved who is here in Memphis, uh, in, in, in the United States of America. And someone who is saved, let them be delivered by your word, Lord God. In Jesus' name, I pray and thank you. Amen. All right, let's do business. Check this out. Galatians 5, and I'm just going to read verse 1. <clears throat> Are we there? Galatians 5, verse 1, New Living Translation. I'm just going to read verse 1. Um, and for those who are listening, for those who are viewing, um, read verses 1 through 6 when you get a chance. And everybody here, you can read 1 through 6 when you get a chance as well. Galatians 5, verse 1, New Living Translation. We ready? All right, here it goes. So Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free. And don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. Amen. So I want to preach from the thought, fight for your freedom. Did you know that there is always someone or something trying to put us in bondage? <laughs> I'm serious. There, there's always someone, someone it could be an ex. <laughs> it could be a coworker. It could be a family member. There's always someone or something, a system Someone or something that is always trying to put us in bondage. If we just look around, there's always something trying to take our freedom, Jeff, and place us in slavery. Yeah, just look around. Matter of fact, we ain't got to go far. If we just go on Elvis Presley and we go find us a gas station, if we look at it at nighttime, we're going to see LED lights. And we're going to see nothing but ads for beer. It's going to be just over, just saturated with beer ads. And wh what they're doing is they're going to market to somebody who has alcoholism addiction and put them deeper and deeper into bondage. Y'all feel me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always something going on, right? If we look around us and we see the payday loans, just up and down, payday loans, credit card companies who are targeting particular zip codes to put people Huh? The working poor specifically further into economic and financial slavery. Yeah. The Supreme Court just made a decision. Oh, man. I, that women are not free to govern their own bodies. 
making them slaves to a governmental system. Now, you know what's interesting about that? That the same people who were cheering about the decision, oh, yeah, well, oh, we're just going to get rid of that freedom to choose. Oh, we go. They, were, they were cheering. They were cheering over the government's decision were whining about the government's decision about the mask mandate. What hypocrisy. You, you, on one hand, we have folk here in the nation who say, man, well, we need to have separation of government and, and state, uh, church and state. We need to have separation. But then when it comes to a woman's body, they're all for the government taking away a woman's freedom. It's hypocrisy. right? And, and I've seen hypocrisy in the church too. I've seen hypocrisy in religious communities and Paul was dealing with the hypocrisy of these of this group called the Judaizers in the Galatian area. Y'all follow me? In this whole area, he's dealing with a group of folks who were called Judaizers and they wanted to place the Galatians in spiritual slavery. And they were trying to get them to be bound, Amir, to the law of Moses. Yeah. A matter of fact, they wanted them to follow a law perfectly that they themselves could not follow. You know, folk like that. <laughs> they, man, they, they got the whole list of rules for you, but they can't even follow them same rules, Fred. You know, some of us came from churches like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the Judaizers, they were committed to promoting their religious customs over Christ. They, they wanted people to, to, to follow the custom of circumcision. As a matter of fact, they were called the circumcision party. Like we got the Democratic Party, we got the Republican Party, we got the left, we got the right, we got the independent party. They were called the circumcision party. And they want to impose their custom dug of their party on everybody else. Y'all follow me? And they worked so hard, y'all, to undo the foundation that Paul had laid. He had laid a foundation for Christ among the church, and they were trying to undermine his authority and the ministry work every chance they had. Yeah, whenever Paul would give instruction on one thing, here they come for Charles, day in and day out. So it's like he's he, he saying one thing, and then they come around for it. You, you know you ain't got to do that, right? He ain't no real apostle. He ain't got no clergy collar. <laughs> he hasn't been touched. <laughs> you ain't got to listen to what he's saying. And just, just doing all this kind of stuff. Every time, they every time they had a chance, because they disagreed with Paul. They disagreed with what he was doing. Matter of fact, uh, I can relate to this, and some of y'all can too, because I've talked to some of y'all. Uh, I remember Mike Harris was telling me when he was over the Young Democrats for Shelby County, how every time he was giving instructions, as he led, somebody would be in somebody else's ear. You know you ain't got to listen to him. I think he in charge. Yeah, he, is in, he's in, he was in charge. <laughs> you know? Or Charles. When Charles was working at MAM, he was leading a gym over there uh, in South Memphis. And every time he tried to say, this is how we need to run our gym, somebody would be like, you know you ain't got to do what Charles say. <laughs> just, just, you ain't got to do nothing with Charles. I've been here longer than Charles. So just, just um, uh, Jonathan Collins, when he, was, when he was coaching over there with the lady magicians, I remember he tried to get all the women on one accord, and then there'd be some player from out of town to come over there. We ain't got to run like that. <laughs> we, we ain't got to run. Why we got to run like that? Just, just trying to bring this. I've dealt with it from, from, the, from the start of our church. I remember I said, hey, this is what time we need to do something. This is how we need to set up chairs. Somebody say, no, nah, we ain't. I don't like how that go. <laughs> we don't need to set up like that. Like, just division. And this is what 
he was dealing with. Every chance they had trying to disrupt the folk and trying to get them to be bound to legalism. Matter of fact, in chapter 3, verse 1, Paul would say, who has bewitched you? Basically, Bert, he's saying, who's put a spell on you? Who didn't confuse you? He's being sarcastic because he's frustrated with him. He's like, listen, we've been through the same thing over and over. Christ has made you free. Who keeps on putting this spell on you? Who is hypnotizing you? Who is, who is manifesting your foolishness? <laughs> who making you crazy? And he's frustrated because Christ has set you free. Now stay free. You get that? Christ has set you free. Now stay free. But freedom, Doug, must be maintained. I'm going somewhere. Yeah, maintained. Not by works of the flesh, but by faith in the finished work of Christ. I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere. The, the, the only work on our part is remaining assured that the death on the cross was payment for sin. That's it. That's it. That, that, that on my bad day, on my good day, I don't change. When, when, when folk like me, when they don't like me, I'm assured. Y'all feel me? When I, when I feel churchy and when I don't feel churchy, you get what I'm saying? When, when you done watch porn a whole lot this weekend when you haven't, when you done cuss folk out this week and you haven't, faith, assured, in freedom, in Christ. Does that make sense? All right. That the debt was paid. And it's a debt that was owed that humanity didn't even know we owed it. That, that he paid a debt I didn't even know and you didn't even know we owed. Took care of it. Say, this is what, this is what you owe, but I got it. Huh? And when I have faith in that, I'm free. And there will be everything and, and, and everyone that is sent by the enemy, sent by my flesh, sent by systems to tell me I ain't free, to tell me that I'm in bondage, to tell me that I owe something that I can't pay. Sometimes it's subtle, sometimes it's not. Y'all with me? And, and here it goes, here it goes. We got to fight to stay free when shame, I'm talking about our own shame. Uh, along with the accusations of Satan or self-righteous folk attack our faith. That's a whole lot. See, we got our own shame. When we mess up, we got to deal with our own shame. Then we got to deal with the accusations of Satan. And then we got to deal with legalist folk. When, when all that is coming against us, we got Satan on one hand saying, man, how, how could God love you? And then we got the legalist saying, you need to earn God's love. And then we got our flesh saying, they both right. <laughs> Talk about being frustrated. And then we live in the Bible Belt where Negroes affirm that foolishness. Everything under the Mason-Dixon line is the Bible Belt. It ain't just Memphis. Right? So you got Satan telling you, man, how could God love you? The legalist saying, you need to earn God's love. And your flesh saying, you show right. <laughs> you show right, boss. <laughs> Just walking around in slavery, right? So it's a constant fight to be settled internally with the fact that we're free. Period. That my freedom is not a feeling. 
Yeah, I'm free from eternal guilt and the consequences of sin. When a Christ follower, come on, has been declared free by the judgment of God, don't expect a magical feeling. Yeah. Remember them walk down the aisle experiences? We ain't got no aisle here. <laughs> we got a bunch of tiles. That's right. You ain't got no aisle. Pray in your chair. Right. But, but I done let a whole lot of folk down the aisle. Did a whole lot of altar calls. Do you believe I believe? Did Jesus died? Did he die? <laughs> with the grave, with the grave. Then he, he wrote, then he rose. <laughs> oh, Sunday morning. Yeah, Jesus. I, I done did all that. You hear what I'm saying? And folk come back the same way next week in bondage. Because nothing had changed internally. And all the behaviors that they tried to practice externally didn't work. They couldn't keep it up long enough. They just exhausted performing. You look at him, hey, Doc, how you doing? Doc, oh, God, God bless you. Highly faithful. <laughs> Man, that stuff don't work. It don't work. It's foolishness. Yeah. Freedom is a state of being that comes from God's favor. That's grace. It's a state of being, bird. It's grace. And there are many people who've been declared guilty, come on, and sentenced or declared innocent and set free by a judge. Watch this now. Guilt and freedom are not feelings. They are a state of being declared by the authority in charge. There are a lot of folk who, who went to court and said, I ain't do nothing. Guilty. I ain't do nothing. They ain't feel guilty. They went to prison for it. Sitting up in there guilty, but they don't feel guilty. Some folk, man, innocent, free, shouting, church, shout, oh, let me lose them. They were happy, but they didn't feel free. It was a state of being. You hear me? So, so don't look to feel something. Look to be it. Live it. Live a free life. Huh? And I met individuals uh, most of my life who grew up thinking they had to earn God's love, practicing certain customs or behaviors. Yeah. Slaves to particular styles of dress. I wore this old hot suit on this 4th of July weekend <laughs> to prove a point. <laughs> I ain't got to have it. I'll put a hat on on you. You know what I'm saying? Man, I wear a suit and some Timberland boots, man. You hear what I'm saying? Man, I say, man, with my suit on. Jumped, ain't it? Come on, crock, every word you can think of. Man, for real, because it don't make you. It, it don't make you, I'm, I'm free, free. There are people who are slaves to worship preferences, worship styles, denominational ministries. Uh, they're, they're slaves to thinking that you only do real ministry if you go overseas. Slaves, anytime. Our religious customs are given more esteem than Christ. We slaves. We slaves. We slaves. And then, huh? This is the messed up part. Slaves like to impose their slavery on other folk. Yeah. Th that ain't loving. That's slavery. Yeah. Tr trying, trying to find favor with God through performing, saying this is what you need to do. But let me tell you something. That type of slavery is a miserable life. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's a miserable way to, to live. Never give up your freedom for Christ because slavery is too expensive. It, it costs too much to be a slave. Yeah, it costs a sacrifice. Come on now. And it's never satisfied. 
Slavery cost a sacrifice, and slave masters are never satisfied. That's all you got to pick today. You just got to pick them bills of cotton today. Oh, you sure did good today, boy. Pick some more. Slave masters are never satisfied. Oh, yeah, I'm going to give you your freedom in a week. You sure did good today, Mr. John. Boy, I like how you work. How about you stay here another month? That's what sin will do to you. That's what legalism will do to you. Say, I'm going to let you go. It, 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 it over-promises over and under-delivers. Sin, sin, legalism, it, it, it costs too much. It's never satisfied. It, it costs a sacrifice. Y'all hear me? It costs a sacrifice. What does it cost us? It costs us sacrificing our peace of mind. What do we get in exchange? Worry? Fear? Yeah, it, it costs too much. It, it costs us sacrificing our joy in exchange for exhausting pursuits of momentary happiness. It, it costs us sacrificing our authenticity, Jeff, for, for in exchange being fake. So, so you one way in private, another way in public. It, it costs us sacrificing love in exchange for self-centeredness and imposing rules on others. Verse 19, in this same chapter, it shows us that a person who isn't free is a slave to their flesh, AJ. That their, their sinful nature is, is controlling them. Their sinful nature is their, is their master in verse 19. And some people in our world we live in, uh, this is what they do. Uh, they confuse their, their sinful behaviors with freedom. They confuse it with freedom, that they can do whatever they want. They confuse it with being free. That's not freedom. That's not the freedom that Christ is talking about. That's a perverted understanding of being free. Just that you can do anything you want to do doesn't mean that you're free. It means that you ain't got boundaries. Yeah. Freedom should not be confused, here's a big word, with hedonism. Hedonism, come on, it means to only be concerned with personal pleasure as the sole purpose of my existence. Sum it up real small for you. If it feels good, do it. That's hedonism. I like that. We're going to do that. I like him. I'm going to do that. <laughs> that tastes good. I'm going to smoke that. <laughs> if it, I, I want to buy that, be in debt. If it feels good, do it. That's hedonism. There, there's no limit to the hedonist because their, their, their number one goal in life is to feel good. I want to be happy. I want to be happy. That's it. That's hedonism. It, it, no boundaries. Just be happy. And this is what they say. Oh, I ain't hurting nobody. But you are hurting yourself. In addition, freedom should not be an excuse for obnoxiousness either. Where we flaunt our freedom around the others. I'm free. I do what I want to do. I'm free. Because I've seen that too. And I've been guilty of it. Okay? There was a time where I was guilty of it. Flaunt my freedom around like a peacock. You know, peacocks can't fly, but they got them big wings. And stuff. Look at me. They're looking good, right? All them colors. What, what I mean? It's when we're so adamant in announcing our separation 
from the traditions that bound us that we, ex we end up expressing our freedom uh, offensively and rude. That, 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 that we were bound by this tradition for so long that now we want everybody to know I'm free from that tradition. I don't go to that church no more. That, that now we're offensive and rude. That's not freedom either. That's not love. We shouldn't use our freedom in Christ as license to condemn the places or people that still practice customs we may not. We don't use our freedom to condemn folk who practice customs that we may not. We love them. I made the joke about the, the black suit or the suit on first uh, the suit I have on. So so this is first Sunday. If I go to certain churches, they're gonna have on black suits right now, right? They might have on a black tie, they may have on a red tie because they're gonna serve communion. And they're gonna have on some white gloves at the end if you Baptist. They're gonna have on their robes. Matter of fact, they're gonna have a double layer robe with their coat. It's gonna be super hot. Okay, real talk. If you're Pentecostal, gonna have a hat on. Super hot. Triple hot. Okay? If you're Baptist, it just may be black suit, might be a black robe, you know what I'm saying, with some shorts underneath, okay? I'm, I'm telling all the secrets. <laughs> I know what you do, yeah? But we don't condemn them places. No, we, we love them places. Man, both Christ and Paul appreciated the law of Moses, but they weren't governed by it. Christ would say in Matthew, uh, he says, I came to fulfill the law, not to abolish it. See, he fulfilled the law so we didn't have to. So if I went to one of them churches right now, I wouldn't go in there with shorts on and a hat on because I respect and honor the place and I honor the people that practice those customs. But I also know that my identity is in Christ, not in those practices or customs. So when you're free in Christ, you're free to love for where they at. Yeah. So I've been a part of churches that do that. I understand the customs. It's all good. And this is where I want to land it for us. This is the take home. This, the big take home. How do we be free? How do we live out our freedom? What does freedom look like? Here it is. Romans 13 verse 8. Here it is. Y'all ready? NLT version. Owe nothing to anyone. Romans 13 8. Here it goes. Owe nothing to anyone except for your obligation. To love one another. If you love your neighbor, you will fulfill the requirements of God's law. Let me say it again. Romans 8, Romans 13, 8, NLT. Owe nothing to anyone except for your obligation to love one another. If you love your neighbor, you will fulfill the requirements of God's law. Our love is evidence of our freedom in Christ. So let's fight to be free like that. Amen? Amen. God, we just thank you for your word. We thank you that we can have fun in it too, Lord God. I ask that you would speak, that you bless somebody, that you save, that you deliver. In Jesus' name I pray and thank you. Amen.